Buried Treasure, a Dayton Pirate Podcast. All right, so we are with Benji. So I make sure you say that when the teachers come into my presence, they should bow. I want you to get this part in there, John, actually. Make sure you do. Yeah. We're with Benji Hedgecock, right? Is your last name? Yeah. Both the self-proclaimed uh, <laughs> citizen of the year for Dayton and actual citizen of the year for last this past yeah. year. Yes? Yeah. Welcome. Oh, did we start already? We yeah. just started. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. This is going to be a fun show. I'm sure of it. I'm actually just meeting you for the first time. I talked on the phone to you when I uh, started in, first started in this position, but I'm excited to have you here. I warned mm. John he might be bleeping out some of this podcast, so he's going to maybe spend yeah, some more I time will, editing. But so no just worries. be just be you, Benji, and we'll we'll make she sure. She cussed more than me the first time. I met <laughs> cut, cut that out, John, of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I won't cut that out. No, I think I'm, I'm, I'm the sailor mouth here. Yeah. Well, there you go. We're all sailors, so it's appropriate. Pirates, yeah. right? Yep. That's right. It's appropriate. It's pirate month. You have to talk in that voice. Yeah. Arg. There you go. Yeah, yeah, so do you want to let uh, us know what it is that you do in Dayton? And I understand there's a lot of things you do in Dayton. What do you What do you do professionally, and, and what's what, do you, what role do you serve for the community? Well, my job for a living, I run North American Fast Pitch Association and, and the Players Choice Sports Association, executive director. So I run youth sports, mainly girls fast pitch softball across the United States and men's fast pitch softball. And I'm also run Team Jones AAU program in Yamhill County, which has kids from all over the county playing in it. I'm the Dayton Junior High boys and girls basketball coach. And I also coordinate um, Help Larry and all the and the other youth directors in Dayton coordinate youth sports. Also, that's amazing. How long have you been doing all those things? A long time. <laughs> I'm, I'm 60. Okay. I started when I was 15. Okay. In high school, I was an umpire. I was a Division One college umpire and top men's fast pitch umpire world at the one time before I went blind. Mm-hmm. But um. That was just a hobby thing. My other hobby is I'm the king of karaoke. Oh. oh. <laughs> you got a mic in front of you right well, now. I mean, yes. I already <laughs> set up for that. What is your favorite song bon to Jovi. sing? Bon Jovi. Oh. Blaze of Glory by Bon Jovi. Well, we're going to make that happen I, at some point. <laughs> That's happening. <laughs> we'll have to bring you back in for a little bit. And tune. my son is Midsummer. Yeah. Famous okay. recording artist who's a freshman at Western Oregon playing football on a football scholarship. All right, you can do a shout out. Um, So what would you say, in addition to the the work you do with the athletic community and organizations across the United States and uh, in Dayton in particular, what are you known for personally, in addition to your your work? I think, well, of notoriety that, that we don't talk about is... I've sent more kids to college to play sports than any other human in Oregon. I've heard that. That's, yeah. that's kind of weird. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, especially because it's mostly small yeah. school kids. You know, some sure. some back in Newburgh, but mostly giving small cool school kids a chance to play when they never got a chance. So that 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 is a unique thing that I never get to say out loud. That's awesome. <laughs> but the main thing is just a having a life dedicated to service and kids Mm -hmm. and that's i kind of surround myself with people that are devoted to the same things sure that's that's 
who I appreciate and hang out with. That's why I like the direction our school district is going because we've hired people that put kids first, yeah. not their egos first. Yeah. And so um, clearly you love what you do. That's obvious. What's the best and worst part um, of what you do? Well, th the best is dealing with the kids. The worst is always dealing with the parents. Same thing <laughs> you guys go through. Yeah. You yeah. know, false yeah. false expectations. Mm -hmm. People mm -hmm. think their kids are better than they are, and then you have to tell them that they're not. Can mm -hmm. you – sorry, I keep cutting in, John. You're no, just I, have to no elbow I'll, me. I'll deal with it. Uh, what yeah. what advice? I mean, feel free because we actually have to, we have to walk a finer line. Obviously, working for the district uh, and speaking bluntly. But what advice would you give uh, to parents of athletes? What, think about like kids who are in youth programs and just starting out. What advice would you give to parents who are going to be, um, you know, cheering on the sidelines now for the next handful of years for their well, kids? Since the pandemic. It's been very difficult because yeah. most kids, especially females, are almost a year and a half to two years behind mm -hmm. at almost everything, school and sports. Yeah. So we're playing a catch-up game right now. Yeah. Um, but also, also goes same with boys. But I, I think the biggest thing is for parents is let the coaches coach and just yeah. be mm -hmm. parents and just have fun and just cheer positively. Don't find negative things to say about the referees and the coaches and, right. and don't back talk and backstab the coaches when you're driving home right in the mm -hmm. car the right. stuff you didn't like about the coaches i have stuff i don't like about coaches but sure yeah, you know i if my kids like their coaches and the coaches are functional you know i let them be kids and be players and i let them work out their own problems mm -hmm. i was gonna ask when did you develop that passion for coaching and being with youth sports uh how how are how young were you when you 15 I was at camp counselor at Perry's basketball camp mm. and then camp cascade so I started really young because I, really I, yeah. well, I was 15 but I'd work with the little little kids mm -hmm. and then um, Roger Hildebrandt asked me to help coach John Hildebrandt two-time state championship team in the spring before they got ready for their two-year state championship run in 2001 2002 and then I started coaching my oldest son, AJ, who played football and basketball at Oregon oh, yeah. State. He was a valedictorian here. Mm. My Emily was also a valedictorian here. Nice my, my, my oldest daughter. But um, just started when my kids were really little, and that's when we were called the Yamhill County All-Stars and Devin Hutchins. Mm. I don't know if you guys know Devin Hutchins, but he was one of my favorite kids ever. And then we just branched off into Team Jones and then just went off from there. My 2012 team had just all 12 guys played college on scholarship. Wow. 2013 team had nine guys played college on scholarship. That's it, amazing. This is a year-round working with all the youth sports, it sounds like. Do you work with yeah. basketball? What other sports do you work with? Well, for the school, I coach junior high boys and girls, which right. is just a short six-week season, so it's very hard. Mm -hmm. to accomplish anything yeah. plus you have a lot of first-time people come out because they heard yeah. it was fun yeah they heard you're fun <laughs> mr fun so i'm going to come out for basketball it's like <laughs> you know you, yeah. you spend 80 percent of your time Doing teaching the, the new ones yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the good ones are down there working mm -hmm. out but i have really good coaches that work with me on the girl side danielle finley and mari maricella mm -hmm. oh yeah really great and on the boys side juan corona and 
Cord Coleman. Mm-hmm. So we have a really good setup. This is actually my supposed to be my last year, and then I'm oh, they're wow. supposed oh. to run with it. You're gonna have to talk us through what that looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see anymore. Um, so one of the things I think we're really trying to accomplish as a district this year is uh, you know develop a common philosophy of education in Dayton, and I think if we pare that down to you know a common philosophy of what it means to you know be a coach in Dayton or what it means to be a teacher in Dayton um, and really create some clarity around uh, what that looks like and to the point where people can articulate it and walk the talk. Uh, for you, what is what are the characteristics of a good coach? What makes someone good at that well, gig? Well, it's got to be someone who's a good mentor that can inspire and motivate. Yeah. Obviously, it's hard to be super critical and do that, yeah. especially after the pandemic. All the kids are walking on eggshells mm-hmm. already. Sure. So being very positive. It, the problem with coaching the kids that are going to excel and play in high school or college is you, at some point you got to be honest with yeah. them. Yep. You know, so the difference is being super positive and keeping people happy right. and getting them love the sport and continue the sport mm-hmm. so they just want to play it and telling the people that are going to be excel at this what they got to do yeah. to get better, you know, and that, that critical part. So when they say you got to treat everybody the same, that's not true. You got to treat everybody different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the treat everybody classroom, treat everybody fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Treat everybody fair. Yeah. You know, because every kid has different needs. The perfect coach would be a mentor that inspires and motivates. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that when the kids get excited about coming to practice, yeah. Then you know, yep. That's the coach that you want. I was saying to someone on one of the episodes that we've recorded that we haven't pushed out yet that. Um, you know, so much of what I learned that makes, has made me successful in my career is not what I learned in the classroom, but what I learned on the soccer field or the basketball court, um, as an athlete growing up. And I, I wonder what are, what are some of the, the key dispositions or skill sets outside of the actual sport that you feel like kids come away with as a result of working with some of your teams? Oh man. Um, I think it's everything. I think especially during the pandemic, sports was the only time the kids could socialize with each other. Yep. And we learned a ton about how isolating kids affected their mental health. Mm-hmm. And it was and depression and mild depression. And I, I think even more in retrospect now, looking back and seeing what some of our kids are dealing oh, with. Oh, totally. And only term. the honest people that will admit it. So I think the socialization part of sports, how to fit in in a team, Yeah. Mm. you know, is is the biggest thing how to work together as a team because and what we tell them is hey if you think i'm hard wait till you have a boss exactly. in real life yeah. when yeah. you work <laughs> mm-hmm. i said we all work for people we don't want to work for we don't mm-hmm. like and our bosses we don't want to work with learning yeah skill. doing hard things yeah yeah, yeah. 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 for you you got mm-hmm. 20 emails saying can you come <laughs> fix my computer <laughs> no i got more important stuff to do i gotta do a podcast with benji <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited about that <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. But I think the socialization, uh, how to how to work in a team setting, how to get along with your bosses and your coworkers or teammates, mm-hmm. and we're just what I tell them is we're just teaching you how to coach your own kids when you get older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm it. not sure you'll ever. You probably there's a chance you won't play pro sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a small chance. what what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of them can't believe I would say that to them. 
I said, but there's a hundred percent chance you'll coach your own kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to teach you how to coach your own kids. One of the things that we've done, which I hope we're doing this district wide. I'm not sure she's coming and met with you yet was, um, Mrs. Smith and her husband Mm. have a, win the zone program mental health training oh, so cool. i have them come to every practice oh really? amazing and just start our practice with the and they just do a brief i love it lesson that's amazing tell them about a new word and tell them about a thought process yep. what do you do when you make a mistake mm-hmm. yeah. how do you deal with it you yeah. know yeah. She mrs smith you just got voluntold for some work in dayton <laughs> school uh, district yeah. oh, she's <laughs> wonderful her and wade yeah. ferguson really good great yeah but I, I like that you understand the direction that we need to have something f- for smarties. Not a lot, <laughs> just enough, because all the smarties just go to Mac right now. <laughs> have enough for the smarties so they don't want to go to Mac. <laughs> but understand that we had, out of our 69 seniors, 54 of them went to trade school this sure. year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that is so the whole emphasis on. Right. Just teach them how to do a right. trade. So yeah. when they get, leave Dayton, they go right into the apprentice program. All those trade unions know that we got mm-hmm. the, all our kids are already know what they're doing. Yeah. Yep. And boom, they're off and running. Because yep. that is, it used to be 100 or 90% of the kids went to college. The state used to push really hard for mm-hmm. kids to be college ready. And I, my, my philosophy is that we should prepare kids to do whatever it is they want to do. The caveat to that is, there are some students, not some, there's actually quite a few students who don't know what opportunities even exist in the world. So we also have the responsibility for not, you know, pay, pegging students into a certain path and saying you have to do this or, or you're only smart enough to do this. But here's all the things that, you know, could interest you in life and here's all the paths to get there. And what is it you think you want to do? And continually ask them that question um, throughout their K-12 experience um, and then our success is, did the kids who say they wanted to do X end up doing X? And not that that they need to stick with a plan. A lot of kids, you know, change course over the, you know, a lot of people change careers often mm-hmm. now. It's more do they feel that sense of hopefulness and competence that they can make it happen and that we've prepared them to do so. Yeah, well, and if we can do that, then I feel like we're successful. Yeah, they so. chose a path, that something that we could give them the base skills for. Mm-hmm. Did they have the confidence to use those base skills to pursue a career? I think our, our job here is to really give those options. And what, what can we do to help grow those imaginations? And I do feel like I, love that. I, I sometimes hate the term extracurriculars because it's not extra. The, it's, it's so clear based on the research that the kids who succeed are the kids who are involved in something in addition to just the coursework yeah. that they take in school. And I think we have 70%. Yeah, so we, I mean, Here. to me, that, that mission of creating a robust education that includes our coaches and includes our community members who work to create feeder programs that feed into the school, that's all part of the education system, and that's mm-hmm. that's not extra. That's all a necessary part if we're going to try to accomplish what we say we're wanting to accomplish in Dayton. Um, I like it. Speaking of Dayton, Benji, what do you think this community is known for? Well, well, the, on the good side? Either. Yeah, yeah both. <laughs> on the good side, over time, is a tradition of positive sportsmanship and, and a winning attitude and a general positive self-confidence level mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by being a Dayton Pirate. On the, on the positive side, long term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We went out of our way and hired a really sought-after 
highly thought of sup- young superintendent. <laughs> oh, I like the young qualifier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. And she's, she's <clears throat> going to fix everything way faster than, than people are expecting. We have a wonderful principal on mm-hmm. Cedars. Yep. Cedars is stud. And Jeff's going to be a great AD, you know. And we just, Michelle's doing really good, you know, at the VP part. And you hired this new curriculum lady. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, all our coaches are pretty sound right now. Mm-hmm. Just hired a new girls basketball coach. I think he's going to be awesome. So you feel like we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. There's a little bit, when you say that, there's a little bit, because um, I'll get a honeymoon period. You know, we all will. And then I think it's like the three-year mark or so that people start being like, well, these flaws are kind of annoying oh, when they, you know months. what I mean? They, they figure out yeah, what your isms are. Um, and I, I, I think you're right, right on that leadership is crucial and it makes or breaks districts that can make or break communities. Um, and I think, I think we have to be careful to create heroes also, like try to put our hope in heroes because I think the, the secret sauce in Dayton is all those day-to-day interactions between the people whose heart and souls have been here for a long time or who are new here and who are starting to invest in um, the work. And, you know, I, I remember the first, the, I guess I've only talked to you one other time, but just talking to you on the phone and, and your, your willingness to do whatever it takes, not just working with me, but all the small interactions that happen every given day that will help move kids forward and, and work to unify people rather than to divide people. I mean, I'm someone, I think I'm like you, Benji, who likes to be transparent and just pull the curtain back on things. You and I have been dealing with some facilities stuff with our softball yes. fields and talking about how do we be good stewards of the community and good neighbors and also provide opportunities for our kids. And these aren't black and white issues, you know, all the time. And so you've got the people who say, shut down the fields, and we've got the people who say, you know, whatever the neighbors can deal with it. And talk to me a little bit about your approach as someone who often finds yourself as the middleman in those situations, trying to navigate potential conflicts in the community, but, you know, ways forward. Well, the main thing is, it's like, everybody's got my number and everybody knows where I live. (laughs) (laughs) Just knock on his door. So to post something in public, (laughs) you're going to get 47 people Mm -hmm. saying, no, you're wrong. Right. If you post something on Facebook. That, that's gonna happen, yeah. you know. And there was one person that said, "Yeah, I agree." Mm-hmm. But so it's just better to pick up the phone and call me. And say, "Hey, this is really annoying this weekend. Mm-hmm. You need to fi- you need to fix this." And then I'd say, "Okay, here's what we can fix, and here's what humans do that we can't fix. Right. Mm-hmm. Dumb people will park in dumb places when sure. they feel they don't have another alternative, or they don't want to be too yeah. far away from something." Right. I said, <laughs> and that's when we want the police to write him a ticket. I asked the police to write a ticket, yeah. and they said, no, we're not going to write a ticket that because that's not, there's no white line or yellow yeah. line. There. We have the yellow line. I said, no, right. write a ticket yeah. anyway. <laughs> 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 I said, so I'm, so I'm on your side. You know, I'm on the neighbor's side. I'm on the community side. You know, obviously, I always come back to making the point, the fields were there before the houses were there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so... You bought a house next to a field, next to a school, yeah. and there's going to be games against Amity and other places where there's no parking for a couple hours, right. and everybody's just got to suck it up and deal with it. We're yeah. not going to write them tickets, mm-hmm. and we just that's how little that's, towns operate. Yeah. We don't have there's no place to build a parking lot big enough to house Amity Dayton yeah. crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so do I hear you saying uh, that you prefer to just have direct conversations 
with people, sit yeah, across the table. I just from rather have them call me yeah, instead of calling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't. I, hey, you and me both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, you know, I will tell them the truth, which sometimes they don't like to hear it. Well, and I think from my vantage point, um, these are solvable problems, and they're they're problems that we can turn into win wins. You know what I mean? And most people just want to be heard. I think most people. Oh, it's like Heather, the house we keep hitting the foul balls off of the J field. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. She really. Yeah. She she would be on the budget committee for you. Yeah. If there's an opening. She's been great to work with. The school district budget committee. She'd like to be on. A lot of a lot of. She'd be great. Great friendships that I've made um, over time, or great partnerships, I should say, have started with me picking up the phone and having someone cuss me out. Heather has not cussed me out. Just disclaimer (laughs) to the listeners. Uh, but as you know, Mackay's principal or people get pretty angry about things. Oh, and Mac then, high? and I, then yeah. once you get to know I'm surprised you, there was as many people that liked you <laughs> as there was because we all had our spies. I, don't, I know. I don't know we, what you're we trying to say, We all researched Benji. you when we, yeah, when we saw your name on the thing. <laughs> what do you feel like even just um, operationally, you know, you work uh, on our fields and on our basketball courts. What do you feel like our facilities needs are? I'm going to be starting up a committee a facilities committee to look at some long-range planning um and really in the hopes that we're strategic about how we start maintaining and improving our facilities for kids um i i want state of the, we have we have state champions we should have state-of-the-art facilities here and i know i've all i've heard about this community is this community will bend over backwards to make things happen for kids so i know there's the opportunity even if i can't find the coins under the couch cushions right now to fix yeah. things, I know that there's a way. And so I'm really trying to get this committee off the ground to create these facilities. What do you feel like are the biggest needs in Dayton right now? Uh, well, the best idea that I heard was uh, Jeff, the athletic director. He came up with the idea to have a, like a softball, baseball complex mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. built on the where we do the football practices mm-hmm. out next to the high school. But probably even better on that Fisher property out there that the city owns that mm-hmm. Fisher property going out of town at the light. And that, you know, that was Jeff's idea. He came in and I was like, are you kidding? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be so easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best idea I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. One of the things that this is, this is small potatoes compared to some of the things that you're talking about. But, uh, Jeff took me up into the, some of the storage rooms in the, the middle school, high school, and there's just all these old state playoff trophies and things, and we don't have trophy cases. No, trophy cases are pretty. We have some, but they're some. They're partially empty. Like we just need to. And I know Jeff and uh, Richard all are all over this, but sh- if anyone in the community knows how to build trophy cases, they're th- like thirty thousand dollars to get what we, we have, need. And we have lots to display. We have a lot. Yeah, we have a lot to display. to display, and it's it's time to you know reflect the greatness in the halls of our schools. Well, yeah. We do have one of our biggest. Little businesses in town and sponsors of sports is Greg White, Hamcraft Cabinets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thank he you. built the shout out to the Greg new White. the Dewey Sullivan case mm-hmm. and in Greg the new was gym. Here for, Greg was a the football coach for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah, about yeah. five years. Mm-hmm. His daughters uh, are softball third baseman on the yeah. varsity team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just feels like there's a way for our community here to come together to make things happen for kids, and I'm not suggesting that everyone needs to volunteer all this time or money or effort but you know with all the heart that we've got in this town there's there's got to be where there's a will there's a way you know so we just need to have an organized effort mm-hmm. to it's make a good way to happen. recognize the the tradition and the history and mm-hmm. the winning attitude that we have here in Dayton too yeah you know but I mean I 
I mean, I like the facilities we got right now. Yeah. Except for the whole that's softball complex piece would be nice. Yeah, sure. One of the things we're asking everyone that we meet with, um, and you mentioned a little bit about um, some of the some of the lagging skills that students have after the pandemic. Um, and I, I don't think that that's up for debate. I think anyone who works with kids sees that that's a thing mm-hmm. and some of the mental health struggles that have happened as a result. What do you feel like since you work with kids and you've worked with kids over the generations, kids these days, kids today, need most from their education and their community? My thing is, is having one or two or three or more people that kids can always just go to and they can feel comfortable with. And the the person, the two kind of people that I've kind of pushed to replace me because I'm not in the building, mm-hmm. right? Although I might be. I might be mm-hmm. a substitute teacher. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, our Jeff, the AD, and Tui, mm-hmm. those are my, yep. those are the people that the kids trust. Awesome. They'll tell them stuff they won't tell their parents or teachers. Yeah, we've we actually have discussed this on a few episodes is that are one of the things that kids have now that a lot of when we were growing up we didn't have is they seem a lot more empathetic and tolerant and accepting of each other. I think oh yeah. Than my generation well, was. That was empathy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's the number one thing. Yeah. That's the second time we've heard that. Yeah. Well, that's that's the number, number one, one thing. That cuz um skill. People that have, you know, on the spectrum, the mm-hmm. Zen, Zen, Jen chart, you know, high ego, high pride, yep. high ego, low pride, you know, you, everybody falls on the spectrum going across. But what I've learned is like <laughs> people with gigantic egos like me are usually not nice people. <laughs> but some of them have something about their personality. And it's empathy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the empathy overcomes and it keeps you humble. Right. Mm-hmm. If you can understand other people's dilemma, if you mm-hmm. can put yourself in their shoes, have empathy. So if you can teach kids to have empathy for other kids, yep. and, and the best way to do that is by example, showing sure. it. Showing yep. them how to deal with adversity. When adversity happens in sports, the coach's reaction is how the kids are going to follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The coach loses their mind. Kids are going to lose their money. Yep. Oh, that's how we're supposed to react when we don't like how a ref acts. Absolutely. Ref, mm-hmm. you're out of here, blah, 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 blah. So dealing with diversity is is, is the main thing. we got to show them how to do it. We need to have empathy, mm-hmm. you know, empathy for the refs too. Yeah. It's a hard job. Yeah. And, and they're human, like, just just like we are as students and just like we are as parents. Like We're, we're yeah. going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's how we overcome that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, do you have any parting thoughts for people listening to this episode? No, I would just say I'm really happy <laughs> with the direction <laughs> that we're going. Um, I think every hire is key. Yeah. I know you can't. Mm-hmm. I know you can't make every hire perfect because mm-hmm. people interview well and then mm-hmm. they end up. But you're right. Districts are made or broken based on their hiring. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you bring like what Amanda did, you know. At YC, she took all our great people mm-hmm. from Dayton, <laughs> so she's got the best school in the Turkey, yeah. I mean, I mean, oh, I know. Yeah, no. You would agree, right? Mm-hmm. I know Amanda. So, well. she's a dream. Mm-hmm. But um, if we can take your 
high quality friends you know from all over the state. <laughs> I'm gonna get some that. hate mail from McDonald's. Yeah, here. oops. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, you will. But um, the other thing is, then the, as as long as people f- figure out they can trust the district and you, yeah. mm-hmm. and the principal and everybody, then they'll start coming coming back. Right. There's a phrase know? for that. If you build it, they will come. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Field of Dreams quote. Yep. Well, yeah. that, that's the negative part about the recent past. Yeah. Was we let a really good principal go over an ego pro- issue mm-hmm. somebody had with her. You know, she's a principal at Willamina now. Mm-hmm. She's just a dream. Mm-hmm. And I tried to get her to apply for this job. <laughs> <laughs> for my job. I'm not going through that again. <laughs> I'm not going yeah. through that again. Oh, I met her. She's pretty great. And oh, she's, she's a sweet Yeah. Daughter. And oh, I yeah. think, you know, uh, definitely a beloved part of this community and someone mm-hmm. we have a lot to learn from. And I think that, that she, as well as, you know, the rest of the staff in the community are hoping to rebuild too, you know, mm-hmm. hoping the yeah. district rebuilds. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think yep. it's going the right direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard. New superintendent, mm-hmm. new principal, new AD, Absolutely. new vice principal. Yeah. So there's a lot of Dayton is the in training place to sure. be for yeah. administration. But you know what? If they're good people, yep. yeah, and I really don't care what experience they have. How much did you say you learn and in school? And there's a <laughs> what you learn most, uh, mostly on the on the fields. outside yeah, of school. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. I had one class that I learned that I use right now: yeah. probability and statistics. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you do. Yep. Yeah, and sure. That, yeah, it's the only thing I use in my in my work. Yep. Yeah. So when people say, "Yeah, what what you learn?" In college, I said, well, yeah. same thing I learned in high school. <laughs> There's also, like, an opportunity that exists with not knowing how to do your job. And I, and especially if you're willing to learn how to do your job. It's the so, grace. Um, you know, we can kind of invent what the role is. I totally agree. Bit. You know what I mean? And what the work is. Don't have any bad yeah. habits. As long as we mm-hmm. can check the boxes that come with, you know, what the state of Oregon requires. And I can make sure that... You're fulfilling. I'm fulfilling the other parts of my job description. There's there's a little bit of, you know, opportunity in being new. Well, too. and there's it's a double-edged sword for you. Wait, I I do know. That the best thing that you can do as a new person is go in and just say hi to everybody. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They all want you yeah. to say hi to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Building those relationships. I, is... I know that is important mm-hmm. for people. Yeah. Yeah. She, she said hi to me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to remember that. It she really, knows I'm here. It's really important for me to Well, you remember. try to stay out of their way. You try to stay out of yeah. the principal's way, which takes you away from the secretaries. Sure. Mm-hmm. Which really you need to have a relationship with yeah. all of them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to be honest, I'm also human and I want to be accepted too. And I don't see myself with, in terms of my position as like, I'm the boss and this is the hat I wear. I also feel nervous when I meet people for the same time and want to make sure, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You know, you're in your position of, Managing principals and, and two buildings or three buildings, if you count the junior high separate, mm-hmm. is just just engage everybody. Sure, is all I can say. Just don't manage the principals. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you don't want to micromanage everybody. No, but I want to. I want to know everybody, and I want the pulse. Yeah, yeah I want them to be yeah. able to know you, and mm-hmm. if they're pissed off, they can yeah. call you. Oh, absolutely, and that I think that would be. This is a good opportunity to tell people. I do really, I think I do really well with that. I don't mind people telling me they're mad and they're, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're, I used to have people come in my office and say, I hate you today. <laughs> and I, <laughs> like, let me have it. Like, All right, you got I a half hour, well, you know, let I, me have I, it. And that's what I told yeah. uh, Cedar. It's like, dude, 
I mean, this could this could be great. I mean, this would be great. I mean, she, her being a principal at a gigantic high school, she can help you yeah. <laughs> with mm-hmm. stuff. And but she knows being a principal to let you do your job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this yep. this could be the best of both worlds for you. And you can tell you can tell her where you see a weakness, and she yep. can go work on fixing that weakness. And I tell people yeah. all the time that tug and pull is really what is needed it's 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 necessary it's a high the best high school principals are the spicy ones who push back Mm -hmm. on their superintendents to make things happen and the superintendent has to look through a liability lens the superintendent has to like it's and it's that tug and pull that ultimately can make places great and it's it's not a negative it's where the magic happens that's how you make the positive change it's Mm -hmm. like okay i i'm willing to stand up and say this isn't working for me Mm -hmm. how can we make this work exactly yeah Yep. Yep. So, no, that's great advice, Benji. And yep. we appreciate you coming on the show. And I don't actually think you have a ton to edit out. Nope, not at all. <laughs> perfect. You didn't even cuss perfect. one time. <laughs> <laughs> Only once. We're good. <laughs> well, thanks yeah. for joining us, Benji. Yep. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Likewise. Thank you for listening to Buried Treasure, a Dayton Pirate podcast. Join us next time as we interview more friends of the Dayton School District.